0: About the risk of letting perfectionism control your behavior and how it can and eventually will manifest in sabotaging behavior. I wanted to bring Tam on to talk about this specifically because, over the course of a few months working together, she had opened up to me about her own struggles with things like overtraining and not taking action on things important to her, and a few other interesting behaviors which, when we dove into them deeper, all were taking place because of an underlying fear of failure, and I found it so relatable because I certainly have struggled with fearing failure, more so in the beginning of my career, but it still comes up now and then for sure, And I know a lot of you are dealing or will deal with this too. And the interesting thing about it is most of the time when this is coming up for someone, it's not the most obvious thing in the world. It's not like all of a sudden you're trying something new or you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and you catch yourself thinking things like, oh, I'm acting this way because deep down I'm scared I'm going to fail. No, that's what usually takes place for most of us is sabotaging behavior like procrastination, perfectionism, overworking, underworking, right? Like fear of failure can rear its head in many different forms. And that's exactly what Tam had uncovered for herself, not only in her own business, but in motherhood. And she can even trace these behaviors back to when she was a kid, too. So anyway, this was an awesome chat with my friend, and I'm really excited for you to hear it because Tam was incredibly raw and honest, and I'm thankful for her vulnerability because what you're about to hear is important. And when you can start to take a step back from yourself and look at your own behaviors and excuses objectively, you can discover a lot about yourself and uncover those sneaky limiting beliefs that have the power to hold us all back for months or years in a lot of cases. And in my experience, when you start to do that and dig a little deeper into why you have that limiting belief, that is when real change can finally take place. So I think you're really going to like this. Tam was, like I said, she was so honest and I'm just so appreciative for that. So without further ado, enjoy my interview with Tamara Latimer. Hi, welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you're here today. We have been trying to do this for a while now and things have been (laughs) so crazy. So for everybody listening, just to give you an idea of what's going on right now, we are recording this. Right smack dab in, well, I don't know if it's the beginning, the middle, or the end of quarantine, because Uh, we don't know when this is going to end. But life is crazy for everybody, and we finally had a chance to sit down today (laughs) and film this, which I'm really thankful for, but welcome. How are you doing through all this? Like, what's going on in your world Oh,
1: goodness. Well, my husband is working from home, thankfully. So it's, you know, that part has oddly been nice <laughs> to have him here and just be able to have family dinners together and stuff. Yeah. Um, but having the kids 24-7 is definitely um, getting tiring, but (laughs) we're taking it one day at a time and doing the best we can trying to, you know, throw the rule book out the window a little bit and just have some fun and try and occupy their days with, uh, some crafts and learning stuff. But yeah, we're just taking it one day at a time.
0: (laughs) How old are your kids?
1: So Miriam is about four and a half and Wade just turned two in January.
0: Okay, four and a half and two. Okay, so you really have your hands full. That is oh, yeah. why you're recording this in your car right now. <laughs> yes,
1: I am sitting in the passenger seat of my car in the garage, so it is nice and quiet.
0: <laughs> I love it. You have to do what you got to do. Listen, and by the way, I would not have minded one bit, and I don't think anybody listening would have minded if you did this like right in the middle of the kids because <laughs> it's going to happen. And we are we're going through the craziness too. I mean, we just have crews, but we yesterday had to make the decision to let our nanny go for the time being. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. And that was like such a hard decision because I didn't think it was going to get to that point. I really didn't. And then things just escalated so fast, and we were like, yeah, "Wow, yeah. What, like how? What do we even do now? Um, you know, is this right to have her coming in? Like, are we doing right, right by her? Are we doing right by ourselves? And you know, with a kid, that changes everything. So, yeah, yeah, we had to make that decision that for the time being, just everybody needs to stay at home. And Chris and I work from home too, and it's just it's been super interesting. So, (laughs) but we're all in the same boat together, which like is comforting to me. Like we're, you know, we're not the only people who are going through this and you know, everybody is. And at the end of the day, if you have your, your family and your health, you're going to be all right. Right. Oh my gosh. Exactly.
1: Yeah. We're definitely, um, have you seen that meme going around about Working from home with your spouse, and you hear the phrases that they say yes. in their like work voice. Yeah, to there's definitely down. a lot of that going on. Yeah, I saw that one, and then no joke, the other day I heard Greg on the phone, and he goes, "Well, we'll circle back to that
0: another day." And I was
1: like, "Oh my gosh, it's happening!"
0: <laughs> per our last discussion, it's like, "What? Who are yeah. you? <laughs> Who's this version of you?" I'm Yeah, it's really funny it's cracking me up, but Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Right. And thank God um, we are still working. So that's, yes. that's something else we have going for us right now. So anybody who is not, we like prayers, all the things we're thinking of, of everybody. Cause it's just, it's insane. But anyway, it's crazy.
1: yeah, so
0: crazy. So let's, let's talk about some good stuff. Let's talk about, <laughs> yes. I feel like what we're going to talk today, talk about today is so timely because so many people have more, more time on their hands and I get it. Like the kids are home and you know, life looks different, but for the most part, I think more people are finding more time on their hands. And a lot of people are wanting to put that to good use and invest in maybe some trainings or some coaching at this time. And what we're going to talk about Is what it looks like to actually overtrain yourself. And one, what that looks like, and two maybe why you're doing it. So I think that this is a really timely conversation because overtraining in my experience and you know a lot of my clients' experiences and in your experience too, which I'm really excited to get into, is a version of procrastination. And Holding yourself back from doing what you really should be doing and taking the real action. So, anyway, before we dive into that, introduce yourself because I I filmed an intro. (laughs) I filmed an intro before this, so people know a little bit about you, but introduce yourself and then we'll dive into the good stuff. Sure.
1: So, my name is Tamara Latimer. I usually just have people call me Tam. Um, I am married to my husband, Greg. And we have two kids, Miriam, who, like I said, is four and a half. She is all princesses and glitter. And I have a son named Wade, who is two, and he is all tractors and trucks. And right now he's into biting, which is really fun.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Yes.
1: Um, I have a background in education. I actually used to be an art teacher. And then I worked in the fragrance industry for a little while, which was kind of a huge uh, turn for me. But um, now I work in direct sales with Rodan and Fields and have been doing that for, um, I guess, almost four years now and have just loved the flexibility and the time that I'm able to take back and really just work around my family schedule. So it's been such a huge blessing for us.
0: Huge blessing. Talk to me a little bit about the fragrance industry. What did you do? Oh, so I worked for a company that was one of the top
1: three flavor and fragrance companies globally. Mm -hmm. Um, So I worked in regulatory. I worked with all scientists, so I was kind of the odd man out. Um, But I helped work with the perfumers to make sure that their fragrances were safe for particular applications. So um, we worked with a lot of big companies and um, it was cool to kind of see the fragrances start at the beginning with the perfumers, help them work through some things. And, uh, and then to see the final product on the shelf when I'm like shopping in the mall. So it was really interesting. It was really cool.
0: That is really cool. And then how, like, when did you transition to working for yourself?
1: Um, I guess I actually overlapped for a little while. I worked in fragrance for about five years, Mm -hmm. um, and was trying to balance, you know, being a full time first time mom and also commuting um two hours into the office a couple days a week because we had moved out to Lancaster, Pennsylvania where we are now and Mm -hmm. I was still commuting to where I was from in New Jersey. So um I did that for a while and I would say it was about oh goodness, like three years ago that I stepped away from that and just started doing Rodan and Fields full time. So
0: And now you're killing it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And we started working together because you were in the Mastermind. And in the Mastermind, we have these one-on-one calls. We have so many good, juicy conversations. And I remember you talking about in, in one of our first conversations, how you had taken different courses and kind of like, you were really trying to learn the best way how to show up online. And you had just mentioned briefly, I mean, it wasn't like much of a, of a mention, but it was, it was a pretty brief mention that you, you had definitely taken a lot of trainings and kind of over what you called overtraining. Absolutely. What did that look like? Why, like, why do you think you were doing, well, I guess like, why were you overtraining? Was it, what were you trying to get out of? What did that even look like? Um, I
1: think, you know, for me, at least, it was one of those things where I felt like um, I wasn't moving at the speed that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I thought there had to be this missing link, this perfect little nugget of information that I was going to find that was going to change everything for me. Mm -hmm. So I hopped on every training, every podcast, every book you could get out there thinking, all right, I'm just going to find it and I'm going to stumble upon it and that's going to change everything for me. That's going to be my moment. But what I was doing was I was just spending hours and hours and hours taking in good information, which was, you know, it was a good thing to do, to Mm -hmm. train, to learn. But then I wasn't putting it into consistent action. I might dabble in this, dabble in that, try this for a few weeks, a few months, whatever. But I wasn't just sticking with it and being consistent with it enough to see the results that were possible because I was just thinking there had to be something else out there that I was missing.
0: What were the trainings? Do you remember?
1: Um it was anything from you know like Bob Hillig does a lot of great things for people in direct sales mm-hmm. or um you know personal uh we have a great training platform with RNF so a lot mm-hmm. of other consultants will hop on there and train um and then just different books it was really just a variety of how to run uh, a business maybe how to have specific conversations with people um kind of all over the map really
0: Hmm. And then, so you were taking these trainings. Was it like a, a moment that happened that you're like, okay, these are great trainings, but this isn't working for me because I'm not putting in the action. When did you realize that? Like, okay, at some point I have to either choose one and take action or, you know, stop with the training. Yeah. Like what happened?
1: Honestly, I just got exhausted. Mm -hmm. I found like the end of the day, my head was just spinning of, you know, just replaying maybe conversations I had with other people or um, with scenarios that had happened. And I was just replaying those over and over and over in my mind, swirling with all the information that I've been taking in. And I was like, this is not, there's no way anybody else goes through this. This is not how it was meant to be. And I was just so exhausted and really at the point of like, okay, I'm just going to stop training altogether. And I did. I just walked away from everything. I just said, I'm just going to go with what I know. Um, or I'm just going to quit this thing altogether because I was just, I was exhausted, to be honest.
0: Just like an overabundance of information. Yeah. And when was that?
1: Um, that was actually shortly before I stumbled across your Instagram page. Um, I was really, it was about, oh gosh, maybe like five or six months ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I just got to the point where I was like, I'm exhausted, I don't want to do this anymore. So I kind of took a step back from my business and was like, you know, how am I going to move forward from here? You know? Um, And then when I came across your page and was hearing about just the way that you give specific training, it was just like, I guess in a sense it was almost like that light bulb moment I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. That was like, this, this is a, there's a different way to run a business online. Mm -hmm. And that just really resonated with me. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to throw out everything else (laughs) that I had been bogging my mind down with. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in and just focus on this and nothing else, put blinders on and nothing else. And I was talking to you the other day, how, um, I've just seen a huge shift already just, you know, three months after working with you and, and putting into practice, putting blinders on and just focusing on one process and just sticking with it. And just, I feel so much lighter. Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel weighed down at the end of the night. I feel like, okay, I know what I'm doing and I'm not going to overthink and I'm not going to pay attention to all these other things. And throughout this time, I've been tempted to you know, jump on other training platforms that I had been using before. And once in a while I would, and then I would feel myself being overwhelmed. I'm like, Nope, cut it out. <laughs> Don't do it. Stay away from that. Just stay the course and keep going. And, um, it's just been, I've had so much more clarity by doing that.
0: I love that so much. And by the way, I I wasn't like expecting you to go that route and explain how, you know, I mean, obviously we work together. We already said that. But I guess the one thing that I want to say here is it doesn't matter what... Like, There are so many good trainings out there, right? It's not because yeah. she came to me that... It's not because you started working with me that you started gaining this traction. You feel better. I. It could have been anybody. I think what started working best for you was that you found somebody that resonated with you in some way. Yeah. That was going to teach something that you needed to know how to do. And then you put those blinders up. It could have been me. It could have been Bob Heilig. It could have been Janet Kutcher or, you know, whoever the heck else has some sort of um, similar type training. And, and, but I think that that's the key. And I really wanted to talk about this in this episode because I see this all the time where people, it's almost like it's just all of this noise going on around you. It's its such a blessing. Yeah. Noise, you know, noise is definitely the word for it. <laughs> noise is the word for it for sure. Right? Like We have this platform. Everybody has the ability to put out an online course and some sort of training. I'm actually like teaching that right now, people how to do that, right? Everybody has this capability. And now more than ever, there are so many different options for trainings. This is a good thing, but you have to understand how ads work and how retargeting works and how whenever you search in Google social media training or leadership training or direct sales training or whatever, you are going to start seeing an abundance (laughs) of very similar trainings from different people because that's how this thing works, right? So you just have to be really careful whenever you're going into something that, hey, I need this. I'm going to find out how to do this and then I'm going to, and here's the key here, test it out and put it into action and stick with it and see it through. Cause that is the piece that I think so many people miss. And then they wonder why they're spinning their wheels. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, so many times we put our head down and we think we are working hard, working hard, and then we pop up and we look around and we're like, oh, I'm not where I want to be. But instead you're just popping up too early. You know, you need to just put your head down for three, four months and then reevaluate. And I think a lot of it, um, is really just going with your gut. You know, you have to find the way that you want to work your business Mm -hmm. and then you learn, okay, if I want to go the LinkedIn route, if I want to go the Facebook route, if I want to go Instagram route, then you focus on that and you learn how to do that well and block everything else out because you're going to hear from so many different people. Like you were saying, Allie, there's so many different ways to build a business online now. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And when you start hearing all those voices, you're like, well, should I do this? Maybe, well, this worked for this person. Maybe I should do this. And it's really just going with your gut and figuring out, okay, what's going to align best with my personality and what I want to do and the way I want to work my business. And then sticking with that instead of, well, this worked for this person. So maybe I should be doing that instead.
0: That's right. And the platform, I love that you touched on the platform part two. That's another thing. There's always, you know, a new platform that's coming out. Another cool thing, you know, right now it's TikTok, especially <laughs> <laughs> with everybody in quarantine. I feel like TikTok was already blowing up, but now more than ever, everybody is looking at TikTok. And I cannot tell you how many times my own, you know, the people that I'm working with will reach out to me and they're like, hey, should I get into TikTok? How do you use it? should I do this? Should I do that? And again, about any, or LinkedIn or whatever. And I have to remind them like, Hey, first of all, if you can be on all the platforms, well, that's awesome. Go for it. The problem is we don't have the bandwidth and the time to be on all the platforms and do it well, each one really well. Right. So, which platforms are going to work best for you right now. And that's where, and for most people, especially the people that I happen to work with, that is Instagram and Facebook. And what I've seen is this, it's an impatience, right? Like people want the prize immediately. They want this instant gratification. They want the sales. They want the team. They want the following. And they come to me and they say that, and I'm sure you see this with your team, right? They come to you and they say like, Hey, I really want to get to this level. I know that I'm made for it. And it's like, cool. Here's what you need to do. And you give them the steps, but they don't want to put in the time. And I think at that point, when they do something for like a week or two, that's when they start getting antsy and they're like, okay, I'm bored this isn't working right now so i'm going to go do something else and then of course what happens at that point is they lose they lose whatever momentum that had started to build up or that was in the process of building because they're jumping ship and switching gears and it's just this endless cycle and i just it yeah. kills me and i've been guilty of this too right like so many times it's so it's really easy to fall into this trap, especially with online trainings, um, and coaches too.
1: Yeah. And it's, you have this illusion that you are making progress and getting work done because you're taking in so much good information, Mm -hmm. but when you're not putting it out, you're not going to get anywhere. So it's like this, again, it's an illusion of thinking that you are making progress in your business when you're really not because you're you're not not, taking action. Yeah, exactly. And I find it for myself, a big part of it was if I'm going to pick something to do, I want to make sure that I'm doing it right. Mm -hmm. Like I tend to get hung up with, and we were kind of chatting about this before, just like not messing up, you know, like Mm -hmm. trying to find the perfect way to do something. And then doing that and being so afraid to to try something new or to actually put into action all this stuff that I'm learning because I'm so afraid that I'm going to mess it up or I'm, gonna have to, I'm not going to do it the quote unquote right way. And I think that's what held me back a lot for sure was, okay, now I know all this. And I think I even mentioned that to you when we started working together. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, Ali, you're telling me all this great stuff and I want to do it, but what if it doesn't work? And I've tried other things in the past, but what if this doesn't work? And so I would find myself sitting down to implement the things that you taught us. And I would stop. I would literally stop myself because I would say, okay, but this is like my last chance. You know, this is like my last hope. And what if I try it and it doesn't work and it would keep me from even doing it at all? And you said, Tam, you know the only way this is not going to work is if you don't do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) is if you don't actually sit down and do the work. And it's, it's so true. And that's really stuck with me to just remember that the only way this is not going to work, whatever strategy it is that you choose is that if you are not showing up every day and doing the work.
0: That's right. It's so good. And (sighs) I've done this so many times and I'm very similar. Like, And I think too, this isn't, I don't want people to hear this and be, and think that I'm saying like people are too distracted or they don't want to work. I don't think that's like for some people, that's probably the case. I would say for most people, it's not that they're not willing to put in the work. I think people are happy to do that and work hard. But a lot of people are like me, where time is precious we have plenty of other things that we can be working on, and we just want to know: Hey, if I'm going to put in this effort, is it going to like? Is it going to be worth it, or am I going to somehow go off course and have wasted all this time? And I know that that was that was something like I felt like you were saying to me: Like, hey, I've, I've tried so many things; they didn't work before. How do I know? And and yeah, and I just say, listen, if you like, I can't. I can't guarantee this for you but like in my experience and with my clients experience if you put not just my strategy any strategy in, pa- in place and you're consistent it has to work at some point. But what we uncovered for you which was fascinating and and I struggle with this too was it wasn't that again you weren't scared to do the work. You the thing that you were most scared of was fear of failure. You yeah, were scared sure. of like, what if this doesn't work? What does that mean about me? Yeah. And like talk about that because when we I remember when like we got into that, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Because I feel like if we can work through this, this is going to help so many different areas of of your whole life, my whole life, because this is something I deal with too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the things I love about like working for myself is that it forces you to do all this personal work too, that not only helps you in business, but it spills over to all the other areas of your life. Um, but yeah, I have always struggled with this whole idea of perfectionism and just not wanting to mess up. And for me, um, it was a lot about control Mm -hmm. I hate the feeling of not being in control and of losing control. And so, I mean, this started, gosh, like when I was a kid, you know, like my family would bring home a new game or something and we would all sit down to play. And if I didn't know if I was going to be good at it or not, then I would say like, oh, I'm just going to be the scorekeeper. (laughs) Even though that's like totally useless job. um, I would just say that that was what I was going to do because I was so afraid to play the game mm-hmm. and not be good at it. Mm. And I think one of the things that I've really taken away with just a lot of the personal development work I've been doing is that messing up or not doing something right the first time is not failure. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It's just something that we all go through, and we all just have to learn from and work through, and that not being naturally good at something doesn 't mean that you can 't learn that skill mm-hmm. and that 's something I think has been with me since I was young, you know like i 'm not athletic at all i 'm just going to mm-hmm. go out and say it, <laughs> and so if i you know that really kept me from even practicing or trying things. I mean, I really don't know what I could be capable of if I wasn't so afraid of getting through that messy stage in the beginning to get to the point where I am getting better at something. Mm -hmm. So just really learning that, you know, it's okay if you feel like you are not naturally good at at something. Because I think most of the people um, that are successful in life didn't start out, born with certain talents to make them successful. So but they true. worked through all the messiness, all the mistakes to learn the skills and to get better at it and to become successful. And just to really embrace that as part of the process and that it doesn't mean I should stop. It's not a sign from above that I need to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just part of the process and just really internalizing that and, and realizing that it, messing up does not mean that I'm a failure or that i chose the wrong thing or whatever. It just means it's part of the process. You need to work through it.
0: It really is. And that's, I'm still learning this and it's so, you know, I I coach on this. I talk about it all the time and I still have to remind myself of that all the time because it's that, I guess that's a perfectionist mentality We're like, okay, if I'm going to do this, is this for sure going to work? You don't know you you really do not know and part of playing the game in business is making mistakes and that's just how you learn and yeah. you learn so much more about yourself when you're willing to make those mistakes and try different things and mess up and and then you know something works and you just that is where the character comes from that's where the success ultimately comes from is after these Mistakes, and I just think that's a really profound, a profound thing to under to uncover for yourself. For all of us, it's like if you're in that place, if you find yourself not taking action on the things that really need to take place in your business, whether that's showing up on your social media, or starting the LLC, or growing the team, or whatever, and you keep. Procrastinating with extra trainings or whatever because at the end of the day you're afraid of failure, that's just going to repeat over and over and over and over again. And at some point you have to say, okay, I'm just going to give this a shot. I'm going to take a step forward and trust that whatever happens on the other side was meant to be, and I'm going to learn something from it, and I'm going to be better at the other end for that happening. So that's just, and it's so interesting too. Like you mentioned, this started for you when you were young. Like you, that's so crazy.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I remembered, I remembered this the other day. Um, so this was how bad it was. So I was probably in, I don't know, first grade and I brought home a paper that had, um, an A on it for my grade. And I didn't know, because I was little, I didn't know that an A was better than an A minus. I thought an A minus was better because, I guess because it looks closer to a plus, and I knew A plus was like the best. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I came home, and I took my little red marker. I don't even think my mom knows this. And I would put a little minus next to the A <gasps> to change my grade, I thought if I did an A+, plus, like, well, that would be like too much, you know, that's like, well, obviously I'm not like perfect, right? So I'll just give you A-, minus. And oh, but I thought God. that that was one step above an A, <laughs> and I wanted like, I guess I wanted to look better for my parents. (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh, Pam. Did you ever tell your parents that? (laughs) I don't think they know that. I don't think I just remembered it the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I
1: was even giving myself a worse grade, but I had no idea because I was like six.
0: (laughs) Wow. I'm trying to think if I did anything like that. Surely I did. Cause I remember (laughs) grades were such a big deal for me. And I was not like a sneaky kid. Like
1: I never lied to my parents. Mm -hmm. I never tried to trick them or whatever. But again, I was just like, so afraid of not showing them my best, I guess. I
0: don't know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that runs deep. And then where does, so we know that this manifests in business, right? Are there any other areas that you see this like coming through that you're like, oh wow, there it is. There's my tendency to try and be a perfectionist and my fear of failure.
1: Oh gosh. I mean, really it's kind of in all aspects of my life, Mm -hmm. but I think where it where it hit me the hardest was when my kids were born um, when they were little. And it just, again, I would look at them as babies, as a, like, I know this sounds terrible, but as like a problem to be solved, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, if they're supposed to take this many naps a day and have this many feedings and then sleep this number of hours a night, it was like an equation. And I had to figure out how it was going to work. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have control over all aspects of that, right? Right. So I, and you know, I definitely struggled with um, postpartum anxiety for sure, which didn't help at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would just get so obsessive over their routines and their naps. And I would put it on myself as like, oh, I have to, and I read all the books, you know, all Mm -hmm. the baby books you could possibly read. And I would say, okay, like, let me just try this. If I, you know, nap them at this time, then I'll make sure that they you know, there's enough room for them to take sleep this long at night or whatever. And I was just trying to figure it out and I drove myself crazy. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I mean, it was just, it was not healthy. I mean, I love my kids, but I just robbed myself of enjoying Mm -hmm. that whole infant stage because Mm -hmm. I was so obsessed with things being quote unquote, Right. Mm -hmm. with them and right with their routines. And, um, again, like I, I feel like I sound crazy even just like saying it out loud, but that's where I was at. And I didn't, I didn't look at them as just like humans that just needed to be loved and cared for. But you were just trying to be the
0: best mom that you could like at that, at the end of the day. And that's what I remember. Like anybody who's dealing with this, myself included, you have to give yourself some grace because what's at the other end of this is you're just trying to be the best version of whatever it is that you're talking about. In that moment, you were trying to be the best mom that you could possibly be. And you thought that that meant reading all the baby books and sticking to these strict routines and you know whatever else you were doing. In business, you were taking all of these trainings because you wanted to be the best team leader yeah. and the best small business owner. Right. And you know, whatever, and whenever you're a kid, you changed your grade <laughs> to a lesser grade because you were just trying to be the best student for your parents. And like, these are all like, that is nothing to be ashamed about at all. I think it's just like, like at some point, like what happened, you know, with your kids, for instance, did you finally, you were just so overwhelmed and you're like, you caught yourself.
1: Uh, I wish I had to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, The other day, even I was cleaning out some books and I'm like going to cry just thinking about it. I pulled out a notebook that I had kept track of every. Now, my daughter, when she was born, she had some protein intolerances Mm -hmm. and I was nursing. So I had to be really cautious of what I ate. I had to cut out a lot of food groups like dairy and soy and a bunch of other things because it Mm -hmm. affected her. So I found this notebook where I had written down every single thing that I had put in my mouth, everything that Miriam had eaten, every um, time she woke up from her nap, if she was happy or not, how long her nap was. Mm -hmm. I mean, every single detail you could possibly think of I had written out in notebooks full of every day just trying to figure out again how Mm -hmm. to put her on the best perfect schedule which now after having two kids I realized does not exist yeah um but I drove myself crazy and I came across it the other day and I just started sobbing
0: Mm. and
1: I was like I look at what, how much I missed because I was just obsessing over this, and I didn't even realize it at the time. I didn't realize I was being crazy. I didn't realize that it was not. I was mm-hmm. taking perfectionism to like an unhealthy level, um, but that probably went on until for both of my kids until they were about a year old when, um, things just start to naturally get easier, you know, because they get down to like one nap and Mm -hmm. there aren't as many things to obsess about and they become more independent. So I didn't have as much control. Um, but I would say it was probably the first year of both of my kids' lives that I, that I really just struggled with that. Um, and, and I, I really didn't even address it until, Recently, when I've just been doing a lot of personal development and just really digging into, you know, why I obsess over things like that. And um, yeah, it was, it makes me sad to look back on it, but, you know, I'd like to think that, that I've learned a lot from that and just really come away um, a lot stronger and hopefully a lot more empathetic to other women who are feeling the same way and, mm-hmm. um, and not really knowing if that's normal or not, you know,
0: that's so powerful. And by the way, like, yeah, there are books (laughs) that we can read, but there's not, there's not like a handbook on how to be like a great mom. I mean, you just, every kid is different. Yeah. Every personality is different. You learn as you go. So first of all, I applaud you for trying as hard as you did. You were just doing the best that you could. And I think that that is something to be proud of, honestly. Um, But it's, it's so fascinating. Like to me, it's so fascinating how this can, these personality traits can like manifest in different areas of your life. So, you know, your kids and then your business, and it's all just like trying to be the best, which I already said. And where I want to go with that is for, you know, for somebody who's wanting to grow a business. If you feel like, well, actually, actually, before I even go there, let me ask you this. How much do you think of you trying to be perfect in business and parenting and whatever other areas of this affected you? How much of that was affected by other people? Like, maybe seeing other people on social media or friends or you know the noise out there and trying to rise up to maybe a standard that you felt other people were setting or like peer pressure, was that part of the issue at all looking back? Looking back, I don't think I would have said
1: that that was, you know, an issue in the forefront, but in the back of my mind, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. I knew
1: so many other Women who had had babies around the same time that I did with my first And I think I felt this way about my business too. This phrase just kept going in my head like There's no way it's this hard for everybody else too Mm. And I would always think that you know, I would ask other moms how they're doing just hoping that they would tell me that They were struggling or when I would talk to other friends who were in the business um, in RNF, and I would ask them how it's going again, just hoping that they would be telling me that they're struggling too. But then if they're saying, Oh yeah, I'm doing great. Or new moms when they're like, Oh yeah, everything's going well. She's great. Blah, blah, blah. In the back of my mind, I'm like, are you lying? Or am I really the only person who is finding that this is really hard? Yeah. And I think what I've learned is that, you know, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's business is different, everybody's baby is different, mm-hmm. and you can't compare yourself to that. But I think a lot of times people don't want to share the open and honest struggles. I'm an open book. I share mm-hmm. a lot of the nitty-gritty
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um in hopes to to really just relate to other people, right? Mm-hmm. But I think so many times we don't hear about the hard parts. We don't hear about the struggles. We don't hear about you know the nights, speaking of parenting you know the nights that you're up all night with your child and you don't know what's going on, you know we don't hear about all of that, so we think we get in our heads and think we have it harder than everybody else, yeah, there's no way that anybody else has to go through this
0: or you're not going to find- enough. right, right, and then that's that's sure. probably where it starts sparking. Well, I just need to do another training, or I need to read another baby book, or I need to keep track of every single little thing that I'm putting in my mouth or doing because surely everybody else is doing that too. And I think you just touch on a really great point that with social media specifically, and we all know this, but we all need to be reminded of this that those are highlight reels. Even the people who keep it real. And to do share the nitty gritty, you can't share everything. You know, even if you want, and you shouldn't. (laughs) You shouldn't, right? Exactly. So, like, you really have to be careful. And whenever I coach women, that's one of the things I share, especially. And I'm sure I'm sure you and I talked about this too, but I talk about all the time with any of my girls who are trying to get to some level, but they feel like it's taking too long, or they're just getting frustrated, which is so normal, like everybody feels right. that way. I tell them all the time, Hey, if you're in a bunch of Facebook groups, if you're following a bunch of people in your, like I call the RNF bubble or the right. bubble or, you know, where everybody's in the same industry, you have to put your blinders up to some extent because all you're seeing are these highlight reels. And then what's going to happen is you're going to start forgetting and tricking yourself to think that you are so much further behind everybody else. And you just need to hire that coach that they're hiring or take that training or, you know, do exactly the things that they're doing versus no, at the end of the day, you just need to show up and do what you need to be doing for your specific business that day and keep doing that. And If you have to put your blinders on to stay focused, like that's what I have to do. It is so easy to get distracted and think you're not doing enough.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you see somebody else's success. And so like you were saying, you think, oh, I just have to do what they're doing Mm -hmm. and then I'll be able to find it. But it's, it's different for everybody and you just have to stick with what you're doing and stay the course because that's, that's really where the magic happens is just staying the course with whatever you're doing, you know, learn the right thing. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but then just sticking with it and not, you know, looking to the left and the right and seeing what everybody else is doing too.
0: And you proved this and you, you sent me that boxer, which you mentioned earlier. And you were like, Hey, I just want you to know I've been doing what you taught me for three months, and y'all, I'm not. I'm not saying it's because it's my training; it could be anybody's training, and I really genuinely believe that it could be anybody's training. But Tam chose mine, and she did it consistently for three months. And you sent me that boxer the other day, and you're like, "I got what was it? Four new customers?
1: Five, month? actually." After I sent that, I got another one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Five new customers in like the craziest month of all of our lives, yeah, Yeah. which is so insane. And that is just proof right there. And what I hope everybody's hearing through this is when you take messy action and you stick to one system and you see it through and you're consistent with it, that is when growth happens. Through the mistakes and the lessons that you learn and through that consistent action, that is where the traction comes from. And this, like, Tam is proof. I am proof of this. So many women that I look up to are proof of this. And if you just look at anybody who's really killing it, that's what they did. They stuck to one plan and they showed up and they did a really good job and just didn't stop. And made mistakes. Mistakes are, I mean all the time, but like overall, you just, you kept showing up anyway. And that, that's what makes a good entrepreneur. That is how you get the results.
1: And I think, yeah, like you were saying, how you respond to those mistakes or things that didn't go the way that you hope they go. That's what makes the difference. That's what, you know, differentiates you from everybody else is what you do after that. Mm -hmm. And, I just, you know, when we were chatting about podcast ideas, like I just know how much freer I feel and just the weight that's been lifted off my shoulders just by giving myself the room to mess up. Mm -hmm. That I'm just like, if I can help one person feel like they can feel okay to mess up or to work through the mess to get to where they need to be, Mm -hmm. then it's worth sharing my experience and my story because. I don't want anybody to walk around feeling with that weight on their shoulders every day, like that they just have to be perfect and that they just need to spend one more training or one more whatever to get to where they want to be when it's just, Mm -hmm. you just got to work through it. You just got to expect, expect that struggle and, and just work through it.
0: If there was somebody listening right now who they can relate to this and they feel like they're you a few months ago, since you've kind of uncovered this and you've been working through this through your personal development, what is maybe like a piece of advice or a couple of pieces of advice that you could offer somebody so maybe they can hurry up and get to the get to where you are now?
1: Yeah. Anything? I'd say it's a combination of Practical things and mindset things, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can do all the mindset things, but at the end of the day, you still have to do the work. Stop so, to action. yeah, yeah. Something that really helped me was that when I had my to-do list, and because I have chunks of the day where I sit down to just focus on work, um, aside from you know the kids and everything, and I've tried to make sure that the first thing on my list to do is an action. Mm. It's not another podcast. It's not catch up on this training, whatever. It's an action. Maybe I'll do those things later, but only until I've done something that's going to, you know, move the needle in my business, something that's putting pen to paper, something Mm -hmm. that's an action rather Mm -hmm. than me absorbing something else. So that's been something practical that's helped. Um, And just learning that when I do learn something new mm-hmm. write down how I'm going to implement that in my business or in my life or whatever, instead of just hearing it and saying, Oh yeah, that's really good. But then oh, that's
0: good.
1: Not looking into, cause I do that all the time. You know, mm-hmm. you hear something and you're like, Oh yeah, that's great. That's great. But then it's like, okay, what, what is that going to look like? You know, what changes am I going to make in light of that? Mm-hmm. Um, so, not only writing down the notes of whatever good little nugget I pulled out, but also
0: what how are you going to put in that, that into
1: action? Yeah. How am I going to implement that? Um, and then just internally I would say like we had chatted about, you know, just giving yourself the grace to work through the struggle and to know that it doesn't mean that you're just bad at this, you know, mm-hmm. that messing up doesn't mean that's a sign that you're, you're doing the wrong thing or that you need to quit. It's that it's everything is a skill, you know, that you can learn. It it better. It at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's something I've just been kind of hearing on repeat from different, different sources, you know, like sometimes God just kind of puts things in your path over and over again mm-hmm. and you keep hearing this like common theme. Um, and that's really what has resonated with me is that. It's okay to work on things. it's you know you have to be bad before you can be good, right? So just being okay to embrace that stage.
0: you have to be bad before you can be good. Wow, yes, that is like it sounds so obvious, but gosh, do I need to be reminded of that? I know I do. I know yeah. so many people do, and think about. Think about professional athletes or millionaire entrepreneurs or, you know, whoever it is that you look up to. They didn't become a pro overnight. They didn't become a millionaire overnight. Like you have to stumble before you can walk in everything. Yeah. So I think but that it's that a is a daily choice. To it do is that a too, daily choice. You, know? you have to practice, right? Yeah. Like these daily things before you grow the team before you get to that level of income, every single day leading up to that is you going into practice, right? So if you don't practice when it comes to be game time and you're making that pitch or you're talking to that person to sign on to your team, you're going to really mess up in that game. And like for what? You could have been practicing, right? You could have been missing those shots way ahead of time so that whenever it was game time, you got the, I don't know, hole in one. <laughs> Sports <laughs> analogies, yikes, not my thing. Um, but you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that that's a perfect way to sum this up. Like, yeah, want, want the big things for yourself. It's okay to have perfectionist tendencies, but don't let them sabotage you. And part what that looks like is overtraining or not putting in the work out of fear of messing up. And I just think how you summed that up was was beautiful. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for working through a lot of that with me too.
0: (laughs) Girl, I need it too. Trust me. (laughs) Um, Tam, this is amazing. And I know so many people are going to fall in love with you just like I have um, because you're, you're just, you're the best mom. You are so real you don't sugarcoat, like you're just, you show up very authentically in, I mean, I, I just hate the word authentic because it's such a buzzword, but you really, you do a really good job at that. Um, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That really means a lot. I mean it. So thank you so much for sharing your heart and where can people find you? Because I know everybody's going to be like, who is this awesome person? I want to be her friend. you can find me on Instagram
1: at Tam Latimer or on Facebook as well. Um, it's just Tamara and then my maiden name, Siren Latimer.
0: And i will link that in the show notes, of course. Um, but seriously go follow her. She is awesome. She posts amazing content. Um, and yeah, just thank you, Tam. This was amazing. And I know that so many people needed to hear this and, yeah, you're just awesome. Thank you. Oh, well, thank
1: you so much for having me on here. This was great. This was so fun. I was kind of nervous to do it, but I'm so glad I did. (laughs) It's not so bad, right? It's just not. It's not. Well, you make everything feel more comfortable. So
0: (laughs) well, you're sweet. Thank you. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening.